Hello and uh, welcome to the Growth Mindset in Language Learning podcast, where you will discover how the perception of yourself affects the ability to learn a language and how important it is to maintain growth mindset in order to progress in your language learning skills. I am Kasia Helbin-Travis, an English teacher by profession and a lifelong language learner myself. Tips I will share in this podcast come from both my teacher's and my learner's perspective. The gist of each of the episodes uh, will be published on my website, which is www.teach-learn-love.com. You are welcome to explore, ask questions, and post comments through my contact page there. I would love to hear from you. In today's episode, I will give you my tip number one on how to use growth mindsets in language learning. But before we come to that, let me begin with a little bit of a background, a little bit of, of, of introduction to mindsets for those who might be unfamiliar with, with the concept. So the concept of growth versus fixed mindset is relatively new. It all started in 2006 when um, a professor of psychology from Stanford University in California, Carol Dweck, published her study. In very simple terms, her theory divided people into two categories, people with a fixed mindset and people with a growth mindset. Fixed mindset people believe that you're born with talent and intelligence and that these qualities are fixed, you're born with them, they're unchangeable. You're either smart or not. And if you're not, you're out of luck. Those are the people who are interested in getting the right answers, but not necessarily interested in the learning process. And the tests are very important to them because if they score high on the test, that measures how smart, how smart they are. And that snapshot of their current uh, life um, is a good predictor of, of their success in the future. They want to be recognized for their skills and abilities and effort, of course, you know, is for those who have neither. On the other hand, people with a growth mindset believe that intelligence can be developed and strengthened if you put an effort, if you're dedicated, if you're working hard. They believe that uh, you can always become smarter and you can learn from your mistakes. So mistakes are a learning opportunity. It's not about immediate perfection with them. It's, it's all about embracing challenges, figuring things out and making progress. So it's all about the process of learning. They believe that if you combine the effort with coaching and time, there is no way of knowing where it will take you. With the growth that you will experience, there is no way to predict your future potential. So it's kind of exciting. Um, while the fixed mindset person does not allow people the luxury of becoming, a growth mindset person would always claim that becoming is better than being. Becoming is better than being. I love that. What was revolutionary about this theory is not the division itself, but its implications. What Dweck's study revealed was that how you perceive yourself, whether you have a growth mindset or a fixed one, has a profound impact on how you go about your life. To give you an example, I grew up in Poland in the 70s. Uh, from a very young age, I wanted to be a singer. Unfortunately, I could not sing at all. I was really, really bad. I could not hold a tune for the life of me. As a matter of fact, there is a saying in, in Polish that um, if someone can't sing, people would say that the elephant stepped on their ear. Well, my mom used to say that elephants stepped on both of my ears. 
So there was this scene during one of our family gatherings where I wanted to sing something. I, I loved performing. I loved being center of attention. So I came up and I was, I was telling my family, okay, so now I'm going to sing something for you. And I watched my mom go into the state of panic. And, and she, she got up and she was like, well, well, um, you know, the daughter of mine, please, please, um, why don't you recite a poem instead? Well, I was very good at reciting poems, um, so I did that. And, and by the way, I have the audio evidence of, of this incident. So um, that, that was my early introduction to fixed mindsets. My mom believed that you're either born with a talent or not, and I simply was not musically talented. So there was no need or reason to encourage me to help me get better. Um, it, it would just end up in failure anyway. So why would she do that? Um, after all, I could not hold a tune and singing in public would humiliate me and her task as a parent was to save me from humiliation, to protect me. Now, I remember at the time that didn't cause me stress. I, I wasn't sad. I got to say my poem and people applauded and I was happy. I think I mostly wanted to be in the center of attention and, um, and I was fine with that. But what it did do was two things. It discouraged me from singing for life. And number two, it made me into a fixed mindset person. After all, that is what my mom taught me. If you do not have a talent, don't waste your time putting in an effort. And I believed her. Why not? She was my mother. Now, what if my mom encouraged me? Arrange voice lessons for me instead. I would never be Lady Gaga, but perhaps I could, through effort and hard work, get myself to the point where I could actually enjoy singing for pleasure, for myself, in social situations, maybe in my classroom. I'm a primary teacher. That would be great. I don't do that now. We will never know. The lens of the fixed mindset through which my mom saw me affected my life deeply. I also remember a family conversation a few years later when we were talking about singing and how much practice it requires, and, and one of my uncles um, said, everyone can learn to sing, of course, you know. I was shocked. It was revolutionary. I didn't know that anybody in my family thought that. Knowing what I know now, I would describe this uncle as a person with a growth mindset. So the positive, you know, twist in the story is that there were growth mindset people around me in the 70s in Poland. But their voices were just not the voices of the majority. So they were effectively silenced. That's enough about my personal life for now, at least. Uh, back to language learning. Um, there are particular activities uh, that are more prone to be affected by the fixed uh, mindset way of thinking. And I think language, uh, learning languages is one of them. So learning languages similarly to like singing, acting, painting, it's one of those skills that uh, it's very common to think that you either have a talent for it or not. Uh, oh, he or she is a real polyglot. Oh, when you get older, it's much harder to le learn a language. I'm sure you've heard people speaking like that about others. And, and you know, some people believe that, you know, some people can't learn a language, that it's too difficult for them to, to, to do that because they don't have a talent for them. 
uh, when you're learning a language, there is a lot of challenges, a lot of memorization, a lot of thinking on your feet. You have to project, pronounce your words well. Um, it requires a lot of vulnerability. And if you believe that you don't have a talent for it, you might be less willing to be vulnerable and to put yourself out there to actually try. When you're learning how to cook a new dish or when you're learning how to sew, that's pretty low on the scale of uh, vulnerability. Uh, well, learning languages is pretty high. You have to extend yourself. You have to put yourself out there and eventually talk to someone else in your target language. You need to see if you're being understood, which requires that interaction. Um, you're testing your skills somewhat publicly and quite early in the learning process. Now, in order to see your progress, you have to openly use the language you are learning. And I strongly advise that you do so um, as early in your language learning process as possible. You do have to put yourself out there, just like I said, and you do have to test your skills in real life. Um, and when you do that, there's a tendency to try to remember it all at once, to have perfect grammar, to have impressive vocabulary, your pronunciation. There's so many things to think about. And a lot of people just become completely paralyzed. They don't know what to remember. They don't know what to focus on, um, especially people who are accomplished in their professions and they're trying to maybe learn a language for their job. Those people, when they learn a new language, they, they think that it should come easy. After all, they're smart, they're accomplished, um, but, you know, it, it's not always an easy process. It requires effort. It requires practice. And if it doesn't happen overnight, they get annoyed, depressed, um, they give up. So you can see how having a growth mindset um, is incredibly crucial to your future success as a language learner. Um, having growth, set, uh, growth mindset means that you are ready to accept those challenges, to, to perceive the mistakes as positive and to actually learn from them. So remember that as you embark on your uh, language learning journey. Now we move on to the promised tip number one on how to use growth mindset in language learning. And the tip number one is remember that the goal is communication. Your goal is communication. Now, if that is true, that means that you need to focus on listening and speaking. You must understand that the language, you must understand the language and you must also be able to express yourself in it. Now, we will come back to comprehension and to listening in episode three, but for now, let's just focus on speaking for a while. So I highly recommend, as I mentioned before, that you speak your tar target language as soon as possible. Even if your vocabulary is limited, speak it. Um, it's very difficult to wait. I, I, I've known people who, who waited months before they opened their mouth in, in the target language. And that's not always great because you will never get to the point where you feel comfortable without practicing with another human. And if you wait, the longer you wait, the more blocked you will become and the more difficult it will be for you to actually be authentic and, and spontaneous in, in the target language. Now, what is the best way to practice speaking? How do you make sure that the new vocabulary sticks? Well, I've got eight suggestions for you. Suggestion number one is to repeat. 
It is important to remember the newly learned words. That's how you build your, build your vocabulary. And obviously, you can use and practice something that you don't know. Uh, research shows that you uh, have to repeat a word multiple times in order to um, remember it. And you have to actually repeat it, repeat it out loud. So um, as much as you're probably exposed to many new words when, you, when you're learning a language, make sure that when you repeat those words, you say them out loud to yourself. Um, I would say shoot for remembering three to five words a day. Repeat them immediately, at least 10 times. But then if you remember one to two, congratulate yourself because that's enough of a success. Number two is use what you know use it don't just hold on to it don't hold yourself to some lofty ideal of perfect academic language use what you know with communication in mind um, at the beginning you might sound like a three-year-old um, if you have read me talk pretty one day by david sedaris you know what i'm talking about if you haven't you should it's hilarious uh, but the more you speak, the less of a big deal it will seem to be for you. So, so it, it's very beneficial for you to start opening your mouth as soon as possible. Uh, suggestion number three is using real life situations to your advantage. Whenever you meet a native speaker, initiate conversation. I um, currently study a lot of French uh, since I live in Brazzaville. Um, I'm by, by no means a, a, a you know advanced uh, French speaker, but I progress every day. Uh, one day I was walking my dog. Someone asked me if uh, she was méchante. Instead of pretending that I understood, I chose to ask what that means. Now I used to pretend that I understood when I was learning English. That was pretty common. If I could um, kind of guess the gist of the of the question, I didn't worry about um, individual words. And I still was able to function as a, as a competent speaker. But I don't do that anymore. If I don't understand the word, I immediately react and I ask, what does that mean? Now, uh, the person explained, um, and because I learned that word in a real situation, in a specific context, now I will always remember that it means kind of mean, aggressive a little bit. Um, and, I, and I memorized it instantly without even repeating it 10 times, just because it happened in a real life situation. So use those to your advantage. Number four, challenge yourself. As I mentioned before, um, enjoying challenge, challenging yourself, that's part of um, developing your um, uh, growth mindset. Uh, when you um, are faced with a situation where you have to call someone on the phone in a foreign language, um, those are those are little moments that that I tend to uh, agonize over, um, and my my trick of dealing with it is to imagine the worst case scenario. I often do it when I'm scared. I imagine what would be the worst that can happen, and in a phone conversation, you know, it when you when you break it down into what can actually happen. It's not such a big deal. It stops being so scary when you when you find solutions on how to deal with whatever the worst case scenario is. Um, it will alleviate your, your anxiety. Um, so plan how to deal with the worst case scenarios. Chances are you will not have to use that plan, but once you have it, you will be calmer and less, less anxious. And anxiety is an enemy of language learning. Number five, evaluate and reflect. It's always good to be a reflective practitioner in your job, in your relationship, in your life. 
Um, in language learning, it, the, the, that's not different. Um, at the end of each exchange, think what was successful, what could have been done better. Le uh, reflect on it and learn from it. And um, the way I like to do it is I look back and I try to remember what were the phrases, what were the words that I was lacking in that exchange. Um, there is a good chance that the words that you're lacking, if you're lacking them in one interaction, you will be lacking them in another and another and another. So, um, in, so, so for me, that happened a few times and eventually I decided to just reflect on it and write down those particular words that I was lacking for, those phrases, and repeat them many times so they really, really stuck and became second nature. And since then, I not only build my vocabulary, but I also don't get stuck with those with the same word over and over again, because that can be pretty discouraging. Um, suggestion number six is to associate. Um, you will find that you would remember words better if you can design some way of associating them with something familiar. An image, um, um, a word maybe in your native language, maybe a song, whatever it is that you can find association with, um, find it and um, tie them to that particular object or phrase. And that would make your learning much easier easier. Uh, you can also try to uh, put them in the context of when you heard them first, just like in the case of the word machant that I learned. If you uh, learned them for the first time in a specific situation, you remember that situation and it will be easier for you to recall the word. Number seven, join discussion forums in the target language. If you don't feel comfortable speaking or writing in that in that uh, instance, stay silent, uh, but follow the discussion. Some words will be repeated, some will be perhaps, uh, perhaps um, colloquial slang words uh, that you probably wouldn't learn from a textbook, all very useful. It will give you a sense of an authentic, authentic live language. And last but not least, number eight, read children's books or books that you are familiar with in your native language. Uh, those books are fun and simple, the children's books I'm talking about right now. <laughs> you will be able to understand most of what is said. And because of the simplicity, the phrases will really, really stick. Now, the books that you know well in your native language, I actually learned that from my daughter who was at some point losing a little bit of her Polish and she decided to buy a Harry Potter book, uh, the first Harry Potter book in Polish. Now, I thought it was brilliant at the time because she was very familiar with the book uh, in English. She read it multiple times. So reading it in Polish wasn't a chore. It was more um, like a bit of a challenge, but um, she could guess most of the story. She, she was familiar with the story, so she could guess most of the words from the context. It made it for a fun great vocabulary expanding exercise. So that's it. Those are my eight suggestions for how to use your growth mindset in language learning uh, with the focus on communication. Well, that is all for today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. I would love to hear your stories and experiences with fixed and growth mindsets in life and in language learning. Uh, you can post comments, questions, your stories on my website, teach-learn-love.com. 
You have been listening to Growth Mindsets in Language Learning. My name is Kasia Helbin-Travis. Join me next time for tip number two.